Oh man, what are you up to, buddy? Hey, um, nothing much. Uh, I was actually just figuring out um, the accommodations for the wedding. Oh, nice. For yours? Yeah, for mine. Uh, oh, not sick. that we haven't been talking about how to figure out what's going on with yours. Oh yeah, no, that's one reason I asked. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's um, taking up a big a big part of my life as well right now. I've been in the midst of planning it, and it's just kind of the slow. You know what I mean? It's like the slow boulder roll. Like no matter how much you do, it's still like a slow planning process. Because no matter what, you still have X number of months or whatever. Yeah, it's not tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So there's always more to plan. You know what? This is actually a pretty important topic. We've been talking about doing an episode. We should do an episode about this. Sure, I guess. Someday. When? I mean, actually, dude, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. Let's do it right now. All right. Henry Hops, here we go. All right, Henry Hops, theme song, go. The intro song, we're singing along, drinking beer and talking about politics. Uh, Henry and Hops, politics and beer, adventures and thoughts for your ear holes to hear. So let's have a brew, maybe just three or two, perchance discover new shit that we never knew. So come along. That's the end of our song. Yeah. Oh, that actually is the end of... That's it. We just talk culture and shit. So, uh, is there anything we should talk about today before uh, we get on to weddings? Yeah, 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 probably. Well, what are you drinking, first of all? Well, first of all, I'm not drinking any beer right now. I'm actually drinking some coffee. Uh, okay. This is, for me, a coffee podcast, only because i got to do a little work after this. And just ate a lot of food. Had a, had a crazy 24 hours. Maybe I should talk about that for a second. Just yeah, lay it on us. some stress. Break it down. Um, okay, so so the last 24 hours have mostly been haunted by the specter of this mouse that's been chasing our apartment for the last, like, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's become especially bad in the last couple of days, mostly because we cleaned out everything uh, from the walls, so the mouse has nowhere to hide anymore. Okay. Um, so when he comes out, he just kind of runs back and forth across the room for a while. He's, like, but freaked out. But we have about 10, 10 or 12 traps set up at this point, and he hasn't triggered any of them, so he's very good at avoiding traps. Okay. Um, we, we've, uh, I've, after reading about it online, I found that sometimes, um, with the snap traps especially, the mice will just eat the, or lick the, uh, food on the trap and mm. not take it. So what you can do is you can cover it with saran wrap, um, so that <laughs> the mice will have to dig through that to then get to the food. Pretty good that's, idea. That's something I'm going to try. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I like also I got some peppermint oil because apparently peppermint oil deters mice because totally. they don't like the smell. Totally heard that. You know what's funny? I fucking uh, hate the smell of peppermint oil, too. Well, I know. You don't even use mint in your toothpaste. No, I don't. Maybe we should talk about that for a minute. How did that start? <laughs> I've never liked mint, man. I don't really know how it started. Although, what I do remember is that initially, it, as you can imagine, it's kind of hard to find toothpaste out there that doesn't have this, like, minty, fresh kind of uh, flavor. So, initially, I was blessed with finding a fruit punch varietal from it was like a disney themed fruit punch <laughs> toothpaste and i sure. used that for probably way longer than was not embarrassing but I, I wasn't embarrassed i didn't think about it i was like fuck you there's no mint but um <laughs> and eventually i found an even better one which is crest makes the slicing it's like citrus splash with scope yeah you really like that orange one Oof. yeah it's the only flavor that they that they make that's not um Mint, because the other one in the series is cinnamon, but like I'm not a big fan of, of uh, fake cinnamon flavor either. The whole thing for me is like you know when you like the mentholated kind of concept when you yeah when you take a breath after you've used it and it kind of feels like crispy. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I understand. Yeah. I mean, that's there all. are just some people who don't like mint, just like there are people who don't like cilantro. It's not as genetically disposed, but it does happen. Yeah. Uh, well, I just when you were a kid, did people ever offer you gum and and you'd have to explain to them like, no, no, yeah. I don't eat good, that kind of gum. It has to be a certain kind of gum. I don't even like gum either, actually, though. Just in general. Yeah. You have blue bubbles. It's like I can't blow bubbles, and like, what? The, why do I need to chew? I'll chew food. You know, I don't really get the point. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Things I've learned today. Yeah, I, although I think I, for a minute I was trying to, like, get into gum, and the one that I could tolerate was, like, juicy fruit because it doesn't taste – it's not mint or cinnamon. You know, it doesn't really have an effervescent. No, it's, it's kind of like the most fruit punch, benign. if anything. Yeah, but it's not really <laughs> even fruit punch. It's just, like, It's nothing. just sugar. 
Yeah. 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 But then again, yeah. that I'm, I'm like, this is fine, but what's the point? Anyhow. Um, All right. Yeah. So, oh, my, the beer that I'm drinking is, uh, I actually have coffee as well, but I'm also drinking beer. I'm drinking Little Something Extra Ale. Oh, nice. Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah, I really. Nice. It's one of my favorites, man. It's like I think it's the best. If they, if they made the extra with the Belgian yeast strain that they use for the wild, then it would be all over. But this is damn. Good. Yeah, that would be it. That yeah, would be yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, I've I've had that one before. I really like it. It's it's. Just can't one go of wrong. The, uh, yeah, one of the best Lagunitas, definitely. It's kind of like yeah, it's at their um, pinnacle where it's sweet but also that- very hoppy and dry, kind of. Yeah, that sounds great. I I wanted to. I was gonna review some beers I had last night just real quick for people yeah. who are interested. Well, hey, we gotta uh, keep we I gotta went, keep it up just so we have to so we can include the hops part of the podcast. Not getting too Henry over exactly. here. Exactly, exactly. Oh, the other thing that happened today, by the way, my um, I was getting a metro card for my fiance and it got stolen out of my hand by this guy at the station. We can come back to that later. I might tell that as like a story time at the end of the episode. So stick around for that one. Yeah, crazy people um, so, underground New York. So the one, the uh, last night I tried two sours I haven't had before, just adding to the sour strains uh, that I thought I'd review real quick. And I, I was actually gonna, I was, if I was gonna drink something, I was gonna drink. Um, have you had their uh, Blue Point Session IPA yet? To we don't, call no, we don't, we don't really get Blue Point out here at all. I'm not a big fan of their uh, lager that that uh, you know the one to, the toasted lager, yeah, that gets the most play of any of their beers, right. but. This uh, this beer is really drinkable. It, it is like a four point five percent, but I mean that's what a session is supposed to be. I actually and bought it's got a, a lot of hop of, character. Yeah. No, go ahead. You bought a six pack of what? Of no, of a of a sessionable IPA from uh, Green Flash that was uh, at four five. That is like a Citra, but it's good. No, I'm I'm definitely as I get older, I'm like this. I see the point now. Yeah. Well, all right, so last night I had uh, two sours. One, which was kind of, it's actually classified as like an imperial stout and a sour, sometimes alternatively. It's called uh, Madrugada Obscura by uh, Jolly Pumpkin. Oh, nice. I might be saying that wrong. They're Madrugada. Great. They're a great brewery. Yeah. And it's called a Dark Dawn Stout because it's basically a double stout with uh, American Wild Yeast strains. Oh, that's, that sounds great. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because the uh, the the sourness of the of the oh, well sourness the 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 sour cuts into the stout and kind of cuts out some of that bitter uh, coffee sort of like chocolate taste that you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it ends up being a lot smoother and more refreshing and more drinkable. But also, as a result, you forget that it's you know an eight point five percent or whatever. It's just such an interesting combination. Yeah, I really am intrigued by that. I'm gonna have to go get that at the store. And then the other one was called uh, Psychokinesis. I definitely heard of that. Maybe just because you texted me yesterday about it. Yeah, it's uh, by Grim Artisanal. Do you know Grim? Grim? Yeah, is it the black and white label? Yeah. Yeah, well, all their beers are black and white, and they're like kind of like yeah, yeah, hand, yeah. hand-drawn kind of. Yeah, and yeah. so this one I've always been is curious. Uh, just an... So, so just like beautiful. an American tart wild ale, and it, it tastes a lot. It basically tastes like hoppy or not hoppy, uh, carbonated grapefruit juice. Right, um, right, right. And and I say that in the best way possible. It's just super refreshing, really drinkable, and but but also pretty light. Mm-hmm. And it has it actually has mosaic Eldorado and Jarillos hops. So maybe I just like mosaic hops. What's the last one? I think it's called Jarillo, J-A-R-R-Y-L-O. I've never even heard of that. Cool. Wow. Well, but that's I love new every day. I love yeah, I love Mosaic and I love El Dorado, so that's great. So yeah, I totally recommend both of those beers uh, if you're interested and find them. I had them on tap. I haven't had them in bottle, but they're both great. Uh, four four houses on both. They weren't perfect, <sighs> but they were both great. Mm. Right on, dude. Man, man, oh man, oh man. I wonder what kind of beer Bernie Sanders likes. Ooh, we should probably ask him if we ever get the chance to interview him. Yeah. That's like the only question we really need to know. Yeah, that would just be a perfect encapsulation of Henry and Hops. We could just talk progressive beers with Bernie Sanders. 
<laughs> I wonder. I wonder how many of the presidential candidates would be willing to identify a favorite beer that wasn't something like Budweiser or Sam Adams, or if they even care. Yeah, well, certainly he would be one of them, if there was. If there like, was a chance that anyone. Like, personally, personally, I'm a big fan of local Vermont breweries. I mean, Hetty Topper gets the most play, certainly, but what about Lawson's Liquids? Obviously, we all love <laughs> Sean Hill up at Hill Farmstead, but he's been getting a lot of good press recently. So, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, I mean, that's what that's <laughs> yeah, what's so funny. I think, I think, in fact, we can play that for him if we ever get to interview him about it. <laughs> but is this is this accurate, Bernie? Well, that yeah, kind of, is this is this how you feel? This this kind of segues actually into the uh, article that you posted about the Forbes best breweries. Um, oh for, yeah, which so, I think was totally titled incorrectly because if I, after I read a little bit deeper, it's basically just an interview with the beer concierge at this one boutique hotel in Vermont. And it was his top Right, but it's presented 15. by Forbes as if they reviewed them and put them in that list format. Uh, well, they, it, they only it, add, like, brief notes at the beginning and end that it is anything but uh, just the top 13 list. But, yeah, what's Sorry. funny, though, is then they put quotations around the shit that they're talking about in the, uh, like, commentary on each beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. But it could just be like two people having a conversation about the beers like we are for all right. we know. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, in 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 insofar as it was an interview, I guess there it was. And the, she was like, what are your favorite beers? And he's like, let me tell you. This is my 15th favorite beer. This is why. And then she's yeah. like, yeah. she's like, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> I, w- I was just shocked at how, I mean, he, he, what's, what was interesting to me is he, he does admit to favoring Vermont beers. And so there's a lot of Vermont and Northeastern beers in general on the list. But I was shocked that he had tried beers from so many different uh, breweries like Russian River and Hedy, you know, Alchemist and also Omegong and rank them in such an order. Because I think at least for us, like when we talk about craft breweries, we don't consider things like we've talked about three philosophers being a little overpriced these days. And we've talked about, uh, goose Island, maybe not being a craft brewery anymore. And yet those things were on the list as, and you know, and not even goose Island, like one of their specialties, it was, uh, the bourbon County. Yeah. It's pretty widely available now. No, it's super special. Well, I mean, it's not, I, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. I see it. I see it more often than some of the other craft beers that he listed, to say the least. Uh, to say the most, I think it's one of the more heavily circulated, if you want to say, specialty craft beers in the country. I don't think it's like high, hard to obtain. Um, I it actually is pretty hard to obtain out here. Super seasonal. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but well, yeah. that's true. It is seasonal, but like you know, one twenty minute and stuff is seasonal too. But I still think you can grab it if you want to look. Well, so this this whole thing is like, but if you can't make it to one of his midweek tours, Canyon offers his 13 favorite craft beers below. Full disclosure, though, I'm partial to Vermont beers. In particular, I'm partial to Hoppy Vermont Ales. You know, so... Yeah, well, I think I think we're for that, too. And Bernie Sanders would be as well. Yeah, it is funny, though, because you got Hill Farmstead, Alchemist, one other one, then Alchemist, then Hill Farmstead, skip one, Farms, Hill Farmstead... You know, like the, the out of the the anyhow, yeah. Those are two yeah, no, but I I still still Hoppy Hoppy Vermont had likes three philosophers as the third best beer in America. In, in his in his opinion, I, his third favorite one. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's kind of shocking to me. Well, I think part of it is that he's 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 taking into account breweries too. So he's giving Omegang top tier as a Belgian style brewery, which he literally sells. Many consider Omegang the premier Belgian-style brewery in the States, and this beer concierge concurs. And basically, then, sure. he's, then he's basically saying Three Philosophers is, like, their best beer. He's not, he doesn't actually say that, but he's kind of, like, implying that, which... Um, yeah, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, we've talked about, like, Nomagong, the double might be better. I don't yeah, know. They're, they're all so different. But I think that in terms of, like, a crazy American riff on Belgian style, it's darn perfect you know i mean yes okay you know i know what you mean i i i i I, like i said it was the beer that got me into craft beer so maybe i have a like a sort of nostalgic relationship with it where i feel like there was a time when i liked it more than i like it now yeah um i think the cherry 
part of it. It's got a, like a cherry liqueur that makes up two percent of the. It's the alcohol car- the crack or whatever. Yeah, creek. Yeah, it uh, can sometimes be a little too sweet, and uh, yeah. take away from the, the carbonation and the Belgian yeast, um, the taste of those two things. Uh, yeah. I mean, overall, it's a great beer. It's just that I don't know. I don't know that I would say it's Omagong's best beer, and I certainly wouldn't say that. Like, I like some of their specialty ones more than I like that one. And if they're oh, going to yeah. pick things like Heady Topper, which are so unavailable to most of the populace, we can pick a more specialty ale than Omagong's. Um, well, I don't think that availability should really play into this list. No, no, not at all. I was just, I was just saying that I, I might discount things like Nomagong because they were specialty. Uh, ales that are only around sometimes, you know, but because those are included, be- I feel like because of the uh, some of the other things he put on the list, uh, I feel justified in saying that I don't think Three Philosophers is their best overall. Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> definitely agree with you there. Um, it's funny too that like just like as a commentary, like, <coughs> pardon me, Russian River shows up right before. Amagay, like number four, and you're like, come on, right. man. I mean, I don't know. I'm also definitely biased being in California and loving Russian River, but I think that Russian River is overall a better brewery than Omagay, in my opinion. I agree. No, I agree. And I, I don't even. Is there a Dogfish Head on the list? Because I feel like they should probably be on there too. No. no. They do still do some interesting stuff from time to time. Oh no! Absolutely, anyway. like it's it's not breweries too, and that's the thing, you know. Yeah, and that, that's yeah, what's, yeah. That's what's cool that he has a goes as number one. Like I dig that, dude. Like I'm really I'm happy Me that too. they're you know popularizing goeses, and this one is does have salt added to it, and yeah, and I, I, I t- think and I think he really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think it's salt and coriander. Yep, and I was telling you that I got a really good. Um, uh, the was it uh, Anderson Valley goes from mm-hmm. uh, for when I was up in uh, in Point Reyes and Marin, and uh, it was so refreshing and so tart and dry, but there was no added salt. But it was so good, man. Yeah, they really they've become my like new summer beer. Where I used to drink Hefeweizens or. Uh... Like, people, you know, when they start with American log, what we call American lager, like the like Budweiser's and stuff, they're really drinking Pilsner's. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a Pilsner goes to, like, a half a Wizen with a little more taste, and then Ghost is, like, a little bit beyond that, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the um, half a Wizen being more Outra- boring than a Pilsner. I think Pilsner is the most boring, generally. No, that's what I said. That's what I said. You advance from the bullshit American lager piss beer to Pilsner to... Hefeweizen, and then beyond that is ghosts. Yeah. So that's the ranking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some between Hefeweizen and Ghost, though. Maybe like. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of wheat beers in there. And lambics, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, this is the thing. Lambics for me are always a little too sweet. I like them mixed into other beers. Like yeah. sometimes I had this thing where they used to make a chocolate stout with a raspberry lambic mix. That was good. That's crazy. But that's more of a dessert. Oh yeah. It's not really something you would you would drink in a session with friends. Dessert in a glass, man. Well I'm trying to brew some serious beer for the wedding, actually. Speaking of beer and weddings. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that first. What kind of beer are you brewing for your wedding? I don't know, probably an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna go classic IPA or you're gonna do something interesting with it? No, no actually, not to say it wouldn't be interesting. No, actually what I wanted to do is do like a hoppy saison. I think that'd be ideal. Oh, all right. Nice. Just nice. Do, like, there's nice. this there's this yeast blend, um, the liquid yeast blend. It's called like American Farmhouse Yeast, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that it's like a little funky, but also kind of I don't know, not quite as effervescent and leading to such like I don't know. I feel like it also has to do with the malt and sugar you add to to balance it. But that the Belgian yeast strains, especially the doubles and stuff, are like kind of. The Abbey Ale strains are a little bit can re, uh, release sweeter flavors in general. Yeah, definitely. But, but like the farmhouse blends, man, that's what it's all about, man. And just like do mm-hmm. like Nelson Savin hops, a nice dry like it'll be like a dry like like grapefruity wine beer. It's gonna be awesome. Sounds like it's gonna be set very refreshing, right yeah. in between a uh, half a wise and a ghost. 
Cuban. Yeah, well, but hoppier. <laughs> it's going to be more like a fruity pale ale, really. Belgian, yeah. Like a yeah. Belgian Saison, a hoppy Saison. But um, here's what I was going to say is uh, I also need to pick my draft beer for the wedding. What, what am I going to do? Ooh. Maybe, should we take a poll online? I don't think that's right, but... What are your will, options? Well, literally anything. Oh, wow. Not um, anything. Not anything. No, you're not going to get some specialty Russian river that costs $500 a, a keg, but... Well, I... Um, no, what, no beer would cost that. No beer I costs. made up a price. I made up a beer. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't... Uh, anyway, all right, all right, fair enough. What, um... What what breweries are you thinking of? Are you thinking like Lagunitas, Russian River, that kind of stuff? Or are you thinking more like something that I wouldn't well, have heard of? Well, what I'm thinking is um, Sculpin, maybe. Mm. So some like something people are, are starting to hear about. Well, it's just like I don't really... Well, but then all... there's a the thing. Because if you get a Sculpin, like, are you just going to get the IPA? Because if you do that, like... Won't your your beer and the beer you're you're giving out be very similar? Don't you want a little contrast there? Oh no, I'm gonna have a three different beers. Oh, from from Sculpin. No, from different from different. Um, so I can get a half barrel of Sculpin for two hundred sixty one dollars. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Then a full barrel would be like five hundred dollars. Well, I would never get a full barrel. No one does that. Yeah, but I didn't make it up. My prices sound accurate now, huh? Uh, well, mm. I guess so. Or Barry Public Racer Five. <laughs> How much is that? Two hundred for a, for a half keg. But um, I'm actually gonna probably get a quarter keg of each. So they're mm, only like okay. they're like a hundred like a hundred plus. It's not too bad. Okay. Uh, um, okay. But then like I need to get not like a, maybe not a wheat beer, but like a very light. Pale, like a, we were talking about getting a low ABV saison, and then maybe getting like a porter. Yeah, I think a porter is a good option. Not something that's too heavy, um, but like offers a dark option at all. Or maybe a dark brown if you can. If there's yeah. something that's specifically. Out oh, there. dude, I could do India. No, it's too hoppy. Like India, I was gonna say India brown. Bye. Have you ever? Do, do you know? Uh, I don't know if you can get it. The Rogue Hazelnut Brown. That one's pretty good. From who? People, but it's hazelnut. Rogue. Oh yeah, ha- hazelnut brown. They make some pretty good browns. I was just in general. They have some interesting varieties. Yeah, that's a re- that's like actually probably what they do best is all browns. Now now I'm all uh-huh. like, ooh, I can I can just get torpedo, dude. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that's true. But that'll I think there's a lot of people. If you got that, you have to get two really mild beers. Is the other ones? No, I don't want that as my. I might just get Berry Public. Yeah. Um, what is Bear Republic? I, I don't know a lot of their beers outside of Racer 5. We've talked oh, about this. Oh, just Racer 5 is what I mean. Oh, okay. So just that one and then two others. Yeah. All right. Um, Ooh, dude. Here you go. This looks good. Uh, Firestone Double Barrel Ale. It's rich and, rich and complex, fermented in their patented Union Oak Barrel Brewing System. I think okay, like, so that would be the dark one? Yeah, DBA. All right, nice. How much is that? It's cheaper. Seems actually. like it would be. It's only one seventy really? for a half keg. I would go with that. That sounds like a deal. Yeah, it sounds like a good good deal. Although uh, I have I have another idea too, which is to go all in house for um, this brewery called Four Point. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're based in San Francisco, and they have enough styles to like get us through. You know, that yeah, might be could kind you of, get a discount because they're in San Francisco? I don't think we get a discount, but I think that we could just, like, get a bunch of beers. And so the Villager IPA, we could do Park, which is hoppy wheat beer, and it's so tasty, and that's only 4.7. And then do, like, um... Oh, shit, dude. They do a, uh, one called Westfalia, which is a German rot beer. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's I know. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might be good. Yeah, so it's I a would, mul- I would I would be concerned like I said, I would try to avoid with the whatever the wheat beer is, ma- getting a hoppy wheat beer only cuz that's what you're making. 
unless you're not planning to have enough of what you're making for more than like, you know, I don't know how many how much you're making. Oh well, dude, they use it. They use a beer to guard yeast strain, so we're definitely gonna. Ooh, yeah, that sounds like that's the like. Is that the Hefeweizen option? What is that one? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. We're definitely gonna get a park. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Where's this from? It's from this brewery called Four Point. All right, that's what I think you should go with. All right, okay. So moving on. Or yeah. Not. Um, no, no, that's great. Uh, moving on from beer, uh, the next thing, I mean, you're, okay, let's just say really quick, weddings. My wedding's gonna be in February. Your wedding is gonna be? Oh, wait, no. is that like a handoff? Yeah, it was a handoff, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> not anymore. Let's just, <laughs> My wedding is gonna be fumble. in October. <laughs> yeah, October fail 11th. Handoff. Why are you blowing 11, it up? 12? People gonna, now they'd be all crashing it. 15th? Yeah, I'd like them to crash it. I want to. If anyone crashes it from this podcast, that would be amazing. Actually, <laughs> did you hear about this? Uh, did you hear about this? Um, there was this thing. This LA couple up uh, online. They they basically are selling tickets to crash their wedding. I guess you're not crashing it no. if you're buying tickets. So yeah, not you, at all. It's like I don't know. It's like seventy five dollars for a single, like one forty or whatever thirty for a, the couple. And you can just go to their wedding, basically. So it, it reduces the cost of the wedding for them. I guess while so. Also, because because basically but, they figured out that that's cheaper. Like they're making a margin because they're paying less than that per person. I guess. I, I, I mean, I get I get it. It's like it's like having a theatrical event. Like some of the tickets you give away and some of them you sell. But the only problem I would have with that is that it, you know weddings for me are supposed to be kind of family and friends events and that would take away a, a large proportion of that feeling of the event. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Strangers there. It'd be like, oh, so how do you know the couple? It's like, oh, well, I know them because I bought tickets from them to come to this wedding. Like, yeah, well, I found this on StubHub and uh, I decided to come by. <laughs> yeah, not only did I buy tickets, but I didn't even buy them directly from them. I bought them on the aftermarket. <laughs> I scalped them outside the wedding before and I was on shrooms walking by and they seemed like a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, seems, it seems like a recipe for mild disaster. While Hunter dies on the other side of this, wrong pipe. Um, mm, yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, well, I wanted to talk briefly before we jumped into like the wedding planning stuff and what that's been like about uh, the bachelor party that we're going to in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of like a combined bachelor party for both of us. I planned it. But. Mostly you. Mostly you. I'm gonna be <laughs> just chilling. Mostly me. It would be like Josh's pressure. bachelor party, with like a, a asterisk, and then like the asterisk goes to a little parentheses, like with Hunter as well. <laughs> <laughs> just down below. It's like yeah, and maybe and maybe Matt Gouda. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Shout what out up? to Matt Gouda. What up, Matt Gouda? Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to the bachelor party. So for that thing, for my bachelor party, we're going to Peach Festival, which I thought was a better option than like going to like a, a strip club or getting really drunk and and just going to hang out in like New Orleans or uh, the Bahamas or something. Yeah, that seems really expensive um, too. Yeah, well, all of that's a, either a little more expensive or the same price as going to a cheap festival, and I felt like it was more in line with things that you know my both my grandparents went to shows or or like comedy retreats or, or just like they, they they went to places that were that were not they, they weren't like strip clubs or prostitution it's just not what it doesn't make any sense for me for weddings and I also feel like that whole ritual is so based in you know uh, antiquated forms of masculine control and yeah I, mean, I was gonna ask something that, but. is it is it not cheating if, like, you, like, what, like, get a BJ from a stripper, like, on your bachelor party? Is that deemed, well, like, societally okay? No, I don't think so, but I also think there are some people who don't consider cheating until they're married, and, and, and it, like, the movie, like, the movie Sideways, it's all about, like, trying to get it in before, like, you're locked down. Although, that's, like, it... The wedding, in my opinion, is just a, a formal announcement of something that should already be a bond between you yeah, and your I was gonna say, significant what, other. What changes? Like it's, this is like now you've now you've locked yourself in and you're not happy with that. But like you, 
feel you have to do it, but also you feel that it's cool if you can philander pre-ceremony. That's allowed. Yeah, just as long as it's like one last time. <laughs> which implies previous times too, which is even more concerning, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's a mess as an idea. That's um, crazy. And because, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm, if, if I'm, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into it. I don't want to, you can say whatever you're going to say. Cause I, I was going to say, I, if I my fiance me. did that, if she had a bachelorette party and like, you know, hooked up with a male stripper or whatever, I would consider that cheating. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I, I do want to say, just to put it out there for anyone who has a polyamorous relationship. I think that's totally fine. And I think oh, of course. If you're, if you're in an honest, open relationship, like, and you both are having those kind of parties beforehand, whatever. Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. More power yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Really. More power yeah. to you. But, um, but if you're in an honest, monogamous relationship, you I'm, yeah, I'm, probably... I'm speaking about mo- exclusively 100% monogamous, mon- monogamous relationships. It's, it's, I'm not placing any judgment or trying to dictate anything else besides that, that window of people. Yeah. Groups. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I've done so, a lot of reading about alternative forms of uh, of relationships. It's very fascinating. I don't think it's for me, but it's very fascinating how there are many different ways to be in a marriage or in a just a relationship in general. Yeah, and I think and I think the big thing from I think the reason that people still do things like that is because people aren't comfortable asking for what they want out of a relationship. They don't think it's possible. Or they think it's unlikely that oh, somebody like will, they'll cheat, find somebody yeah. who can give. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't think that, well, either it's societally acceptable or that they'll ever find a partner who's willing to share their feelings about polyamory or whatever it may be. Right, right, right. So, right. so they feel like they have to hide that part of themselves or they're disgusted by it or whatever. I think that's kind of where these things come from. I don't oh, think yeah. there's anyone who's doing it because they think that it's some sort of rite or passage they actually have to do no, before think, they get married. I think you're right. I think you're right, too. Yeah, I think it speaks to it's like yeah. a, a deeper issue, for certainly. Uh, anyhow. Yeah, so instead, for, for mine, we're going to go see a bunch of jam bands, hang out, and go camping, and uh, it should be awesome. Go to Water yeah. Park. Matt Gouda might pumped. come. Right, Matt Gouda? Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, I think that's a better idea. But let us know. If, you, if anybody out there who planned a really cool bachelor party... I mean, I'm not doing another one, but maybe I'll have to plan a friends. Uh, send me some ideas for, for other ideas for people who don't want to do a strip club. It's a mm. good thing to, to think yeah. about. I think we'll we should. go skiing would be fun. Join skiing. Oh, yeah, definitely. If it was the right time of year. That's kind of what I'm thinking to do for my honeymoon. I mean, mm. what are you thinking for honeymoon? Cuba. Cuba. Sounds yeah. cute. I'm gonna go to Cuba right after your wedding, actually. Why? Why? Well, I, I knew that a little bit, but I was trying to keep it covered up. Oh, um, we already what do you? That? What do you? Why? Yeah. Why are you thinking about going to Cuba? What? What is drawing you to Cuba? Well, I've never been there, and it's close to Miami. And I've been to, and I feel like Sarah and I were definitely shying away from this whole idea of, like, the tropical. Um, tropical wedding kind of getaway beach beach and whatnot because also we just went to St. Croix for a friend's wedding that was amazing and that was like kind of like a great uh not honeymoon but you know great island trip in itself and I've been to the Bahamas a couple times and I've been to Jamaica before so like it's kind of those are very two different places I'm not trying to equate them but so our initially our plans were to go to Greece uh right after the wedding in October which is kind of a great time no it's a good time to go to Greece but it's like kind of the last gets chilly after that so no i didn't mean i didn't mean it was a bad time seasonally i meant just politically and economically right now it would be an interesting time to go to greece well yeah but um not to be a dick but that also could be interpreted as an excellent time to spend money in greece (laughs) fair enough yeah fair enough yeah that is and watch me eat my words after they go off the euro and it's like even way it's way better but basically, <laughs> I got a, a new job with the same company, and, and it's like peak season is kind of October. So already taking off, I don't know, six days or whatever for the wedding is kind of max for that month. And so kind of, you know, reassessed it. And given that you're doing your thing in February, definitely, and already will be down there, 
that seemed kind of perfect because it'll also be wonderfully warm. And yeah. and it's kind of uh, a lot easier to do these days to go to Cuba. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. It wasn't really a, it wasn't a, as feasible as an option before. You had to go through like Canada. That was it was pretty easy actually. But well, it cost more money. Yeah, and also I think there had to be an element of like social good. Like I mean not yeah. not not to sound like a dick. I don't mean that's like a, as a bad thing. I just mean that um, you had to basically bill it as a trip that was like for a specific purpose besides tourism. Right. So right. I had because some friends that, I had some friends that went on like a like a church group. I think they were building houses and doing general like relief work. Well, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, they still need to send those people. Oh, um, no, of course, of course, of course. And, like, more power to that. That's great. I'm just saying that, like, you couldn't be like, why are you here? Oh, my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, no, though, but who are you helping? You're like, hopefully us onto some of your sweet-ass uh, mangoes and <laughs> rum. <laughs> Unless I've heard incorrectly. Yeah. Did, you, did you watch The Godfather 2? I think that's that's how this works, right? Gentrification? Wait, remember wait, what? that? What? <laughs> uh, in Godfather 2, don't worry about it. Let's, okay. <laughs> it's not important. I saw that way too long. Uh, uh, anyway, somebody somebody out there will know what I'm talking about. Um, it's just too quiet. Should uh, we talk wedding and money no, and shit? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to talk wedding real quick. I just wanted to say that a lot of people are actually like, because we're doing our wedding in on President's Day in Miami, there's a lot of people who are staying extra and using that as a vacation which I think is nice, and it's the same way we're using your wedding in San Francisco. Like, that's going to be my birthday, so I'm using that as a vacation period, too. So, yep. you know, when it's always nice to have a destination wedding in a nice destination. If you, if yeah, you're, well, it's not really a destination for me. It's just where I live. No, and same thing with Miami. It's where Jade's family lives. But yeah. it's nice for other people if you choose location. Like, we didn't choose, you know, Allentown, PA. And we chose Miami. I mean, partially because Jade's family is there, but also because yeah. it's, it's a better place to go. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, what if we had ours in Maine? Like, it would be awesome, but it would be <laughs> so different. Yeah. I was thinking at the log cabin. <laughs> No, I wouldn't I'm do not, it out there. That's not even I was, really log cabin. It's more like just like... No, I know. I, I meant to say logging cabin, and then I... Oh, <laughs> it is a logging cabin, probably. I'm, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to um, put a dam, trying to help out the beavers and make that a sick, like, pond. Oh, yeah? Yeah, make a little pond right there. Better is that the goal there. every time you go up? When was yeah, the last time you were there? I haven't been up there in so fucking long, dude. It's been too long. August... So eleven months. Mm. Shit. All right. Well, so getting back to wedding, what do you think was the hardest part for you in planning the wedding? Because I found you know difficulties in every step, but there's but there's been some that have been more insurmountable than others. Um, I don't think anything's been particularly difficult um, at all. I think that. Well, you had a venue switch. Was that was that an easy thing to pull off midway? Um. Yeah, that was really easy. Oh. <laughs> I ate three hundred dollars <laughs> out of my budget. That was all that we lost. I know I'm not trying to talk about that like it's trivial, but that was the deposit that we couldn't get back. And right. we got we right, got right. back like we got back like seventeen hundred bucks, which was part of the fee. And so got all that back, saved a ton of money on the new venue, and uh, no one had. I mean, it doesn't matter because. I was going to say no one had bought the No one had yet, booked yet. But it doesn't matter yeah. because it's literally like, I don't even know what, 30 miles difference. You know, same airport, et cetera. Right. It just would have been harder for transportation in terms of if people had already gotten their accommodations. But I guess well, that didn't well, happen yeah, with anyone. That's a good point. It was just so far. It's funny because actually speaking of, we don't, haven't even gotten our uh, invitations in the mail yet. <laughs> so. And how far away is your wedding? like a little under three months away <laughs> uh do you know have you tried out all the food do you know what you're serving yeah 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 and um, we're just waiting on the final confirmation from the caterer but we we, we have right. a pretty finalized menu and then i cool. we're just gonna provide the alcohol the dessert and the cheese what do you mean i want to provide well i don't won't necessarily want to, but we're going to provide the alcohol, the dessert, and the cheese, separate from the catering. And ah, uh, oh, okay, got it, got it. I was confused about what you meant. I thought you meant like 
We're not having dinner. We're just having alcohol, no. dessert, and cheese. Well, that sounds great. No, but like, like <laughs> so just like to cut our costs down, basically, we're like, we will cover like outside of your services. She's gonna serve everything and she's gonna man mm-hmm. the bar and set up the bar and totally like run the bar, have her staff run the bar. Cause we're gonna have, you know, like probably 10 staff people. It's gonna be crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. And, so that's, um, yeah. and then have them serve it, but we're just gonna bring it all in because I wanna buy it myself. I wanna choose it myself and I wanna pay less money. Same do you know what the, kind of, are, are you gonna have a wedding cake? No, we're gonna do pie. Oh, what a wedding pie. Is it gonna be a stack of pies? It's gonna be just a bunch of fucking pies. What kind of pies? Um, so will there be a center pie, I guess? A giant center pie. Yeah, maybe like <laughs> strawberry rhubarb. That's probably our favorite. Mm, that's um, the best. Then like probably like a good old apple pie and maybe like a mixed berry pie and then um, just like a savory meat pie to throw people off. No, I'm just kidding. What? This is not a bear, this is beef. Oh, you got the meat pie. Sorry, you're vegetarian. <laughs> you, you win the prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look for the golden ticket in there. You know, like a good blueberry pie. Mm. And then lots of good ice cream. Maybe buffalo. Sounds great. Gelato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, we're, really we're still working on a lot of our food stuff because we have to, the caterer comes with a venue for ours, but right. for the cake, I think we're doing our own thing. And Jada is really talking about uh, naked uh, cakes. Uh, they have no icing on the outside, but just okay. on the top and bottom, and the layers, so you can see the 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 breakdown of it. And uh, I don't know what she wants to do color wise, but she's got a whole thing figured out. So I'm kind of well, letting her the, deal with that right now. I was now. like, if she's got opinions about it, that's great because there are some things when it comes to like planning this that I have opinions about, and yeah, I'm adamant. Not adamant, but I'm like definitely want to have them heard at least compromised upon and other things i'm like, like beer yeah and sarah luck i mean luckily the things that i'm adamant about are, are not the, usually the things that sarah is and it kind of works out perfectly um, right and, right i feel the same way and that's it's been really good in terms of planning a wedding. i think it's I re- representative that's... of a good relationship also see there you go yeah that's all it comes on yeah, yeah yeah but both not neither yeah. of us care very much about the wine we're like well you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so BevMo is... It's California. It'll be good. Yeah. So BevMo is a big distributor here. And what they do is they do buy one, get one for five cents sales. So like like almost all the time you buy one bottle and then you can get one of equal or lesser value for five cents. Basically, it's buy one, get one free. You know. Um, Yeah. And so Sarah's mom was like, you guys should just like, whenever you see a sale, like just buy like, you know, like, I don't know, six, like a handful of bottles every time. And slowly amass it over time, so you're not like stressing out trying to buy wine for a hundred people all at once, you know. And I was like, that's a really good yeah. idea. Yeah, unless unless you have a company doing it, that's that's how you should go about it. Or or you know, just do it all like a month ahead of time. Go to a big like total wine and get yeah. it done. Yeah, exactly. Last minute proposal, shotgun marriage, just plum forgot to plan. Workable and wild weddings can help you out. We've got it all. Catering, chairs, pastors, dresses, groomsmen, strippers, and an imitation KC in the Sunshine Band on retainer. We're here and ready for your last minute wedding needs. When you call, one of our own emergency service respondents gives out the red light order and within five minutes a crew is loaded onto a bus headed towards your venue. When we arrive, we set up in no time. Catering? We prep on trays on the way there. Quick changes? We have Broadway experts ready. Need a stage? We'll flip our bus. We'll do whatever it takes to make your wedding work fast. We'll call 1-800-WORKABLE-WILD-WEDDINGS when your wild wedding doesn't work out quite as planned. So, for, I just want to say, for me, I had, I had like, a, I felt like the two hardest things for me in setting up this wedding were, first of all, determining the list. Because the venue wasn't that hard, because that was more us. But, like, determining how many people were actually going to be there and what that cutoff was going to be in terms of family relations and right. friends. It's the hardest part, yeah. totally. It's really hard to be like, well, that person, you know, because this person isn't coming, we can't really invite that person, although that person may have more of a relationship with both of us, you know? Well, no, I think it's it's, the other way. I think, no, not, no, yes is what I meant, but I think it's like, well, we're inviting this person, so we have to invite this person. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think it goes both ways. Like, I it think does, there are, yeah, there are like, if you if you're not inviting like let's say a parent's second cousin, then you can't invite another second cousin. That just doesn't work. That you would be could. extreme. But you let's could. say you you could, but I but it might it might like there's there's all kinds of odd family dynamics and and respect rules in there that I feel like yeah. are are you don't want to you don't want to. And with friends, too. There are friends who you don't want to offend, but at the same time, you want it to be your event. You don't want it to yeah. feel like like yeah. you have to invite somebody to make them happy. Yeah, Tess. Yeah, Tess. For yeah, both Tess. our weddings. <laughs> yeah, we're just be inviting you because we know we have to, because you'll get mad if Carly is invited and you're not. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I Tess, made, we I love made, you. Yeah. I, I made Tess assistant to the groom, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. is that is that because the office? I was wondering. Is that is that yeah. a? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She thinks she's the assistant groom, but she's not. She's assistant to the groom. Right. Don't, right. Right. Don't forget it. Can yes. I, Can I be the assistant to the assistant to the groom? Oh no, maybe <laughs> you're still in the running for assistant groom, actually. So. Oh wow. Oh. Well, it helps oh, that Tess, you are. Watch a, out. Uh, it helps <laughs> that you're a groom to be already that actually is very and helpful. and that i pl- and that i planned one tenth of a pretend bachelor party for you <laughs> that's wait what does that mean the the festival that we're counting is partially yeah, your bachelor that's, party that's, that's true that's a good point um yeah i say one tenth because matt kuda is like the only person from your wedding who's really going to be there besides me but he he's there <laughs> no i mean hopefully he'll be getting shit together Matt, i take it to do it seriously yeah, this is we, really this episode is really dedicated to Matt and Tess, wherever you guys are. And Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, of course. Always. And we should Always. probably check in real quick with what Killer Mike has to think about weddings. Marry the person you love or the thing you love. I don't care if you marry a mannequin, a man, a woman, a turtle, doesn't matter to me. Just make sure when you do it, you really love that thing and you guys can figure it out. Because like my wife says to me, the kids are going to grow up five people to marry. We all we got, so we got to figure this shit out. Anyway, um, yeah, so that so so that list part was definitely the hardest part. But then also accommodations have been kind of difficult. Now I know that's that it's it, we've had different difficulties with accommodations, but you've had some issues too oh, in yeah, trying to plan for different people of different budgets, people who have different concerns about the places that they want to stay, uh, transporting everyone from those places to the wedding or making sure that everyone can get transport yeah Uh, yeah yeah. i'm just gonna like chalk it up and get a big old bus dude that's my my plan is like i'm just gonna throw money at that problem not to be an (laughs) asshole but i'm I'm just i'm just like i'm saving so much money with this new plan like i'm saving enough money by having it not in a convenient as as location as it was before that i can justify to not spend as much to make it the same price but like spend a little bit more and just make it not a concern because also personally like i don't want everyone to drink to be responsible with their alcohol consumption but also like i, I really don't want anyone to drive obviously yeah i completely understand that and I'm just yeah like I'd rather everybody has fun and doesn't drive and take that worry off of them in a way that doesn't financially affect them so it makes it be like oh a free ride afterwards great that's easy you know, that's what I'm. Doing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of. Yeah, and I, I think we, I think we went the with with the opposite way with the same intention, which was to get a venue that was in a place that was right in between a bunch of hotels that we could select from, so people could walk to the venue. But we paid more for the venue. Well, that's rather exactly. Than paying that's anything great. for the transport. No, yeah. and that's that was our initial plan. That was our initial plan. It just it happened that we like cared more about you know because it's Sarah's parents' property is what it's going to be so. It was more just yeah. like it was more important to us, but no, like at first, like I, it was a sacrifice moving out of the city for that exact reason because it's so convenient if you can just have people like take a short Uber or bus or whatever, you know, or walk. Even that's incredible if you can walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, but I, I have to say, like another big concern with ours. I don't know your your wedding's on a uh, there's a holiday that weekend, right? On Columbus the Monday Day. or something. Yeah. Columbus Day, yeah. So, so a big concern with us was because President's Day is the is the long holiday weekend in February, and a lot of people go to Miami in February. Uh-huh. There was uh, the, a lot of the accommodations were already starting to fill up, and there's other weddings going on during that time period. I don't know. Is that it? Are there any other weddings in uh, the secret town in California where your wedding's gonna be? 
Oh, I mean, probably, but it's such a small area that it doesn't really, it's not, you know, it's irrelevant. It's not going to, we're, we're going to be in the woods, and then we're going to be in the water. There's so. there's not really, like, there's, like, there's like a, then you're not finding a lot of accommodations were taken up by other people. Oh, accommodations-wise, like sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely, I'm glad, I'm, you know what, I'm really glad that I started that as early as I did, because I still think even three months out is a pretty decent lag time, but I will say... Since I started looking, probably two, three months ago, whenever we started having this conversation, so many things have gone. Yeah, because they haven't like. I mean, they were booked like some other way, you know. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah, because we had like definitive plans like ten months ago, and then that hotel kind of like folded because of issues in Miami. So oh, then I'm we've kidding. had to like revamp, and now we're having to do it now because uh, the prices are sky- are starting to skyrocket now because of things that are going to happen like a couple months from now because people are like i said just going to flock down there on mass all right morning, so maybe i'll get i'll be going on the airbnb down there because that's definitely what i want to do no no i already have I, that's what i'm saying we got those covered that took like that was a lot of this weekend um but it was but what i was saying is that's been like a uh a source of difficulty in terms of the wedding because a lot of the wedding has been very smooth like a lot of design elements or talking about let's say music or or what mm-hmm. the you know what I, I don't know what Jade's wedding dress looks like, but like what the dress of the wedding is going to be like. Some of the, a lot of that stuff has been very smooth, and uh, it's fun to do. But I feel like the accommodations, especially the you know from pressure from other people who are worried about it, is something where I have to be on top of it, and a lot of other people are going to be hurt by it. It's not like with the food where like I'm giving people food, so it doesn't really matter what I get them, although I'm going to give them good food. Right. Yeah, I know. This is like, like something where they have to put complain, down money. Because you didn't pay for this. Yeah, exactly. I paid way more than seems reasonable, but I guess is okay. Yeah, but but for for accommodations, like that's something like where I have to give them recommendations because they don't know where the weddings, what the best place to be is for the events that are going on and so on and right. so forth. And yeah. It feels yeah, like yeah. it feels like if I let them down, like they have to pick up the slack. There's less people that can come. You know, there's. There's less well, of a possibility that they're going to be able to afford it as well. Yeah, as much. but you know, it's a commitment in itself, and people know that. Like, and they know it's going to cost money. So, it's just like you know, I did my best, and I try to communicate to people that like, if you don't want to stay here, I'm not going to be hurt. Like, I'm just trying to, just like, I think it makes the most sense price point wise to get a huge ass house. But like, if you don't want to, if you want to do your own thing, I was like, that's totally cool too. Like, maybe me and Sarah would. Yeah. What did What did your uh... Just out of curiosity, like, what are your, like, relatives doing outside of your parents? Are there, like, people who are staying... Are they also airbnb Do they... No, they're, they, they got, like, like, a little cottages at the spot, like, down the road in the other direction from where we're staying. Um, and they, they just, like, you know, like, little, like, kind of, like, duplex cottages. You can get, like, it's like a mini suite, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're not no, I was cheap, just but they I was wondering if there was, like, any... Yeah. I was wondering if there was any like like hotel kind of things nearby that people had been using for that who are like more a little more traditional. I don't I don't know because in my family like I know they were like my grandma's not staying in an Airbnb as much as oh I would yeah no no that, that's what this so. is no that's exactly what the like that that's kind of they're like you know like mini suites right yeah yeah, yeah. but there totally. is like there's like motel esque things like right on the water too and that's what I'm gonna recommend to friends. In fact, if you go check my website, which I won't put up on this website, this this endeavor. <laughs> but um i have recommendations along those nice. lines anyhow Very um cool. i think i gotta go help out with dinner unfortunately though how do you feel about uh about where we are with weddings i mean there's still a lot more to talk about certainly yeah maybe we should do like a little follow-up in like a month because i have some other things to say oh uh, i didn't mean to about, cut you off like, i'm sorry no 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 it's fine i was just gonna say like um i i feel like it's it's you know this i just wanted to say briefly at the end here maybe before we maybe we could do like a mini as it gets closer to your wedding and then a mini as it gets closer to my wedding just talk about specifics yeah definitely and and how we feel leading up and then we're going to do the bachelor party one too obviously Um, but i just want to say like did you consider at all not getting not having a wedding eloping just like saving the money of of this extravagant unnecessary event (laughs) yeah yeah Definitely. Um, I'm not going to say that maybe I did it very, very seriously. I think Sarah uh, yeah. thought about it more seriously than I did. I thought about it like maybe 30% seriously, let's say. 33 and a third. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I was just reading something online today about it when thinking about recording today, and it was just about how, for the most part, you only really seriously consider eloping after you've just looked and really realized what your budget is, what, how much you're actually <laughs> going to spend in your wedding, and at that point it's too late because you have all these deposits everywhere, and you're like, well, fuck, mm-hmm. next time, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> next lifetime. Yeah, and that's I'll part of it, out. too, like, the industry, and this is what I would like to talk about in the next episode, too, is how the industry kind of preys upon the fact that you don't have a frame of reference because most of the time it's your first time. And certainly... Yeah, but there, there are now books out there and stuff. Like, I've been reading a lot ahead of my yeah. wedding. And oh, I know how to... How to yeah. go about it. Well, my mom, my mom kind of forced me into that. She gave me like, like it was like when I was training for the SAT. She just threw a bunch of books at me and was like, "Read these." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think we've we've done it a lot cheaper than a lot of people, but it still is just like stupid how much money. Just uh, well, it's just yeah. a, it, it's an antiquated ceremony that's based on uniting households, just to go yeah. back to like the feudal roots of the whole yeah. thing, and and oh, yeah. to say like, w- there's no reason to have it at all except that we all feel like it's kind of a, a social rite of passage and that there's mm-hmm. something like involved in like the, the family. Like I know for us, it's a lot about our parents and our grandparents being there and, and being able to witness this event more than maybe it is even for us bonding together. Not that we don't think it's important, but yeah, no, it's absolutely. not, it's not about you guys. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're, I feel like we're already committed to each other, you know, yeah. for the rest of our lives. We don't, we don't need an official, pronouncement of it but and i think some other people eloping, in our yeah. lives do yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree like i would definitely i mean when i proposed to sarah i already at that point was committing for the rest of my life you know what i mean when i got down yeah. and i was like that was that's what it was about and so i could have walked into city hall that were closed at that point so maybe the next morning <laughs> with sarah and like gotten the marriage certificate and i i would have only been sad because I didn't get to have a party. And that's where it kind of touches upon what you're saying. I'm like, well, they're going to have a party. I don't get to have a party celebrating <laughs> this thing. It's like if you don't have a, get to have a birthday party one year and like everybody else does. And you're like, well, I know it's stupid because what it's arbitrary, right? Birthdays are mm-hmm. like kind of – I didn't do shit necessarily to deserve this party. Just by – I lived another year. But the same thing <laughs> with weddings. You're like, I, I just – I want one. I, I, I'm going to commit to this person for a whole year. The least you can do is throw me a sick-ass party. But wait, I got to pay for it? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but I, I, I hear you. But, I'm with you. Yeah, I think, but I think we all think, like, well, we only live once. We got to gotta try for something like this. Like, this is what life is about, is about. And, and maybe that is partially true, because I do think there are kind of... I, I do believe the life is about, you know, moments, and sometimes... The bigger or smaller moments that we value the most are are some of the most, like we we look back on something like a wedding, as being something you can reference, you know, for the next like twenty years of your life as something like, well, that was really important to me, and, yeah, and helped me, yeah. when I when you're at a lower time, let's say, think about, you know, well, I had that in my life, yeah. Um, so I think yeah. I think those kind of things are important, but. Yeah, I don't think there's any excuse for how much money we all spend on weddings, including cheaper weddings. And uh, at the end of the day, like, I would hope, you know, 100 years in the future for my grandchildren's children, at least, that uh, weddings are are more of a party and less of a ceremony. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll my wedding's going to be a fucking party, dude. That you can Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, all right. Gonna so I, I'm going to I'm going to record for another, like... Though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Don't get that was we've I don't think we mentioned this during this podcast, but we should say this ending remark from a beer drinkers. Don't get drunk at your wedding. You do not want to forget that day. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to probably that's why kind of the beer selection is irrelevant because I mean, irrelevant to me because I'm going to hardly drink any of it. So maybe yeah, I should it's very relevant to me. Beer. Maybe I maybe I should be making the beer list. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe I should just be like, all right, Bud Light for everyone. It's really cheap right now. Well, I'll tell you, Hunter, I'll put you down at my wedding for whatever you put down at your wedding. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I mean, I mean that uh, maybe we'll have some really nice beer for everyone else and you'll get a couple Natty Lights. <laughs> oh, nice. That's great. No, we'll do, uh, yeah, maybe we just do, um, uh, maybe we just do the, the trio of the Natural series. We do Natural Light, we do Natural, and then we do Natural Ice. 
Oh, I think you should do Jenny. Jenny, regular. Jenny, uh, light. And, of course, Jenny Cream. Mm-hmm. Let's recover your full-bodied robust beers. Yeah, also, I was thinking Are- about... You could do, like, the shit beer from different regions. You could do, like, Natty Bo from, like... No, that's not in Philly. No, from all the regions of your life. Like, what's upstate New York shitty beer? Like, Rolling Rock, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. That's PA, though. Mm-hmm. That's PA, though. But yeah, I, I can't think of one that's actually made in New York. <laughs> Old Milwaukee or something. All right, and then you do, like, Philly, and that would probably be Yingling, or no, it would be, like, Lion's Head. And then yeah, you but do, those uh, both of those are priced too high outside of the state. It would never work. Yeah, and then you do... Uh, I guess Tecate is like the boutique shipping of choice in San Francisco. <laughs> and that's definitely not from California. Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, all right. Man. Well, Narragansett, man. But, I love Narragansett. That's my favorite shitty beer. Yeah, maybe you could get some of that. That's actually mm-hmm. a good option as a last-minute resort. Yeah. All right. Let's leave on that. Um, I'm going to record for an extra two minutes, just record my MTA story as a story time at the end of this. Awesome. So I think it's worth it's worth hearing for everyone. And yeah. um, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Well, well, I had one last thing. I really got to pee, but I had one last thing I really wanted to say, which is funny just because we're talking wedding. I bought my shoes for the wedding today, and I spent more money on shoes than I ever spent in my entire life by, like, Double more than how much? How much are the shoes? If I may ask, we can like beep it out. I just want to know. I, th- I think myself. I spent two hundred and eighty dollars. Holy crap! That's like but, twice as much as I've ever spent on shoes. Yeah, me way more. Yeah, me too. At least, and there are two, two, four, two seventy-five. But they were listed at four eighty-five. But why? Why uh, were they so much, Matt? Because, because they're <laughs> Allen Edmonds and they're boots. They're so sick. They're, they're, <laughs> Wait, they're, they're s- boots? Yeah. They're wingtip oh, fucking wingtip American made leather boots, dude. Okay, we're definitely taking some pictures prior to the wedding of you with your like your pants rolled up or maybe afterwards with just the boots showing. Oh, That'd they're be awesome. so I'm going to I'm going to send you a photo after we're done with this. All right, definitely. We'll put that up online. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, have a good story time everybody. Peace and love. All right. Good night. Peace and love. Good night. Story time, 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 the metro station, which is about five, six blocks from my house, to get an MTA card for my fiance. Uh, she needed a new monthly, so I went to purchase it. And uh, I got to the uh, the front of the line. This guy starts talking to me from behind, asking me if I knew how the machine worked, whether I knew it was credit card only. I told him I did. I asked him, please back up, because he was getting in my personal space at a certain point. Um, he was kept trying to come around me. I thought at first he was just trying to maybe take my wallet, and then after a while it seemed like he was just being overly friendly maybe, or maybe he was going to ask for money afterwards for assisting me. But when I finally got the Metro card and it was about to come back out, the guy slid in front of me, and I was like, what are you doing? And he put another Metro card in the receipt area of the machine, and pulled my MetroCard out of the area where you, where it dispenses, and then proceeded to tell me that the MetroCards now come out of the receipt area, despite the fact that the MetroCard he handed me looked nothing like the one that I just put in the machine. Um, as some people in New York who live here know, MTA will occasionally issue specialty versions of MetroCards. This one was specifically for the Nets, so I knew when he handed me a one-day yellow pass that he had handed me the wrong card. 
so I tried to explain to him as much. He acted defensively. Thankfully, there was other people around me that saw what had happened. So another guy uh, starts yelling at the guy with me. Um, at this point, he says he has nothing in his pockets. He pulls out his front two pockets. He says he's got his own money. He's got a dollar in his hand from his front pocket. I said, I know I, you put it in your back pocket. Um, he goes to reach in his back pocket and then just runs as fast as he can through the turnstile, slides underneath, and he's gone. Um, the guy who was helping yell at him, uh, thankfully was really nice. He was like, do you want to slide? Do you want to swipe? Um, I didn't have to go through cause I was just heading home at that point, but he, he was saying he was willing to go, go after him with me. I didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, it wasn't like I could shake down this guy. I wasn't going to beat down. I might have, this guy was like a, okay, he's like 60 years old, bald, had a little black and gray mustache, pepper, you know, salt and pepper. Um, ratty blue tank top had a bit of the shakes so it could have been you know drugs or mental issues and and he just seemed really desperate so i i didn't think it was worth it i had my phone stolen in cambodia a few years ago and uh i didn't i didn't want to chase after the kid at a certain point because i realized he had a lot more to fight for in the situation than i did and a lot less to lose and it didn't seem worth it and it's the same thing here i didn't think uh you know not to say that uh, that the hundred dollars we put on this metro card wasn't worth it because it's a lot of money um but but after we cancel it and everything, it'll only probably be like $15, $20. And also, it's not worth my life, no matter what. Like, even if it were $1,000, I would say it's not worth my life. And I'm not going to go chasing after some guy who who might be willing to put up his life for that kind of amount. Um, so anyway, I went over to the other MTA officers at the uh, 24-hour booth on the other side of the platform. And when I went up to the woman and told her my card had been stolen, she just kind of laughed and shook her head and said... Ah, bald guy, 5'3", pepper mustache. Obviously, they had dealt with this several times. It was like, as, as they pointed out, this is like the sixth time this month this guy has done this. So, if you're roaming around 86th Street Station in New York City and you see a guy in a tank top who's asking to help you with your uh, card, don't do it. Not a friend. And that's not to say there aren't people out there who need help and are just trying to be genuinely friendly. But uh, this guy isn't one of them. And I um, haven't lost my faith in humanity yet, but if I see that dude again, he's getting publicly shamed. That's all I'm going to say. If I see you, man, I'm going to say, Hey, this dude steals MTA cards. Watch your back. So there. Josh Schwartz. Out. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. And we <laughs> It's not safe, it's not safe, dog. Buy a better beer. Don't try to be a better human being. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit.